between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. into our hearts tonight and whatever capacity which you want to bless us Lord Lord we open our depths to you we open up our hearts to be blessed by you and Lord for your word to come and to help our hearts to to heal our hearts and to Break it, Lord, as it is to break and Lord, to even. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Our Lord will bless you tonight. Thank you. Come and teach us. Um, we've come to hear you. Uh, teach us your word. And bless our hearts. Thank you. Lord, I ask for your spirit to Use my tongue, Lord, to find, Lord, the, fetch the spirit which you want to give, O oh God. That the, the portion of the spirit which every heart must come into tonight by the ministry of the word, I pray you will cause it, Lord, to occur. We bless your holy name. Lord, I yield my vessel to the spirit of revelation, spirit of wisdom. Lord, Come and help us to have insight into your word. Insight that will bless, that will stick to our soul. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. Give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. 
you have it. So. Batalia Mesitalia Garashi Paligadanata, a Presti Vanata, Melia Casote, Bregati Velia Masikeri Arabashi Televeroso, Brenecati Vrekiste Bronto Bogodosi, Pianate Begadosta, a Keti Vemasikerioso, Pretelia Garabashi Televerosto, Breteli Evregera Brogagabra Gagobriga, Gobrige, Gobrige, Gobrig, Bribre, Bribri, Brembri. Bread, 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 I bring a bread, I bring a bread, I bring a bread, I bring a bread. This is help, I have brought help bread, help bread, help bread, help bread, help bread. I have brought bread, 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 I have brought bread. For there is bread in the house for everyone, there is bread in the house for everyone, and there is help. I bring help, I bring help, I bring help, I bring help. I have come to give help. I have come to fortify hearts. I have come to strengthen hearts. I have brought bread. I have brought bread. I brought bread. I bring bread. I bring bread for fortification of your heart. For to fortify your heart. For to strengthen your heart. I bring bread. I bring bread. I bring bread. I have brought help. 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 For you are my concern. You are my thoughts. You are in my mind. You are in my mind. I have brought bread for to help. I have brought bread for to fortify your heart. I have brought bread for to fortify your heart. I have brought bread for the fortification of us. I have brought bread for to strengthen us. I have brought bread. Bread, bread. Even my breath. My breath. My breath. I breath on you. I breath on you. I breath on you. For my breath is here. My breath. My breath. My breath. My breath is here. Even I, the spirit of the Most High, is breathing on you. I have brought my breath. My breath is here. My breath is here. I bring my breath. I bring my breath. For there is breath here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Hebrews. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Amen. Um, please just say hi to somebody. I'm happy to see you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. I'm think I'm wondering of uh, you can summarize the last message, but I don't want to. I don't want to enter into that. <laughs> Amen. So let's just let's just go to. There's a way uh, I'm sensing the word in my heart, but I just want to trust that 
I can find, fetch it accurately uh, by the grace of God. Amen. Um, Hebrews, let's see chapter 8. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 8. Verse 10, it says that, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be a God to them. I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least to the greatest, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. In that he saith the new covenant, he had made the first old. Now that which decayed and waxed old is ready to what? To vanish away. Praise God. Uh, so this is just a, a verse speaking concerning the, the making of covenant by God. And uh, he said that the covenant which I will make is the writing of or the putting of, of my law. So two things, Amen which he said he would do is to put, first one is to put his laws, what he called my laws, into, into their mind and write them in their hearts and then I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. Now, at this point now, I mean, if you read this chapter, the uh, Paul, the person who wrote this, this book was writing concerning the covenant of priesthood or the priestly covenant and uh, he was also um, making a differentiation between the covenant of all the Old Testament and the New Testament praise God now in verse 10 he's speaking concerning the covenant which the Lord said he will write in their heart now he's saying he write it in their put in their mind and write in their heart um, is talking about the way that um, covenant is made to a soul generally. The general way covenant is made with the soul is you have to first of all put the, putting it in their mind is not the writing of covenant. It's not, the, it's not yet the making of covenant. Um, to make a covenant, it has to I guess I want to call it phases or two series, a series of dealings or operations that have to happen to the soul. So the first one is the putting of the law into the mind. And then finally, there will be what? There will be writing of the law upon what? Upon the heart. And then when the law has been written upon the heart, then, then you say, yes, a covenant has been what? A covenant has been made. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing that? So the 
putting of the law into the mind first. Now, what is the mind? The mind is talking about the, the mind is the thinking part. The mind here is not your brain, right? This is the soul. Everything is the soul now, both the mind and the body. So the mind is talking about the, the, the part of the soul. Thank you, Jesus. That is, um, mind here is talking about the conscious aspect of the soul. Right, the, the conscious aspect of the soul. That is the aspect of the soul that, that the consciousness is using. Now, I'm not using the word mind scientifically, because in science, they say, oh, you are all in mind. Everything inside you is just a mind. Both your consciousness, your subconscious, everything. When you're sleeping, everything is just mind. There are sections. But I'm not talking about science. I'm talking about the way the scripture uses the word, the words, praise God. So that the first operation is the putting of the laws, of the law of God into the mind, means to put the law of, the, of, the, of God into the mind of a person is, or you can use the word mind in the, and, and then coin it from the, when the Bible, the Bible would say, for example, to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually what? Minded is what? Life and peace. I think you were asking me a question the other time. Was it you? Somebody was asking me a question. Who was that? Was it Brian? You can't remember. Was it, was it your design? It wasn't. It was David. Okay, okay. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, it was David. Amen. Are you sure? Okay. It wasn't David. It was Imar. Finally, we've, we've caught the person. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So he was asking me, okay, so why, why in that place, now Romans chapter 8, right? So why is it? Actually, that question didn't come from him. Was it from you? Are you sure it wasn't from <laughs> Okay, anyway, let's, it's okay. There was a question. And, uh, <laughs> so, so he was, okay, why, why, does it, why does he use mind there? To be carnally minded, right? Not, not why doesn't he say carnally hearted? It seems... Be more accurate to be not to be carnally hearted is dead and to be spiritually hearted, amen. But, um, so I was saying there that the Paul was dealing with with, with the carnal when you talk of a carnal person, the, the issue with carnality actually is the elevation of the mind above the heart that's carnality, amen. If you all that's not summary of carnality. Carnality is a nature, a carnal nature is a nature, is a work, it's very, it's a complete work. It's a, a carnal man is a kind of a man, a kind of person, but if you want to go into, in terms of the inward, um, how the inward faculty of the soul is, is shaped and figured, if you can use a spiritual instrument to check the image of the soul, you will see that the problem with the carnal person is the elevation of the what, the the mind above the heart. Yeah. And that's, the, that's the one of the main purpose of carnality. Oh, sorry, the main, the main issues with, issue with carnality is that problem of the elevation of the word, the mind, above what? Above the heart. Amen. Now, the, the, the thing with that is, um, when you look at the soul, like I said, the soul is the heart and the mind, right? The heart and the mind, that just summarizes the soul. Um, and then you say, what is the soul? The soul is a deeper part. Sorry, the, 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 the heart 
The heart is the deeper part of the soul. The mind is the outer uh, part of the soul. Now, so the soul, the Bible calls the soul the inward man. Right, so you have the inner man is the spirit. Then you have the inward man is the soul. The outward man is the body. Praise God. But when you look at the soul, it's an inward man, but there is one part of the inward man that is more inward. Then there is another part that is less inward. Right, it's actually less inward. And when you look at the soul, actually, you will find out the mind in the soul is actually facing outward. Even though the soul as a summary is the inward man, but the, part, the, the mind in the soul is actually facing outward while the heart is facing inward. Praise God. And praise God. Now, what am I saying? I'm not describing a physical organism. I'm talking about your, that mysterious thing called the soul, that spiritual architecture that God has put inside everybody. Praise the Lord. So, so you find that the, the outward man is where each, where each part of the soul is facing, um, is, is, is facing the direction where it's meant to pick what I, what I call it stimuli from, or where it's supposed to pick information from. It's supposed to pick uh, information from, or where um, it's senses, where the senses, where, where, it, where it senses things from. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Where it does what? Senses things from, mainly. Um, so you see, the mind um, receives more things from the body. Right, the, the mind receives what? Th more things from the body. And then the heart receives more things from the spirit. Do you understand that? The heart receives more things from what? From the spirit. The mind receives more things from the body. But also, also, the mind and the heart can talk to each other in between. Do you agree with what I just, the picture I just painted? Uh -huh. The mind and the heart can talk. Things can drop. From each of them, things can they have a maybe they have a semi-permeable membrane or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if, I, if that's why. I just there's something is in my head somewhere. There's something called you no know, membrane where things can pass through. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Between the between the mind and we and the heart. Praise the Lord. You get what I'm saying? Uh, so that, that will tell you if you look at the way the the person is structured. You now see that. It's very, very, very hard for somebody's heart to receive something directly from their body. Right? And so when I say body, I'm talking about the senses, because the senses in the body are the things which you used to get information from, right? Your, your eyes, what you smell, what you see, all of those things, all those, those things go into the brain. And then the, the brain is the, is the main, um, praise God, it's the computer of the body. Uh -huh. so, a lot of times when the scripture is saying body, the scripture is talking about a lot of the time brain because that's where the, that's the part that interfaces with the soul. So the mind is in the soul and it interfaces with the brain that is in the body. So the mind and the soul uses the brain to think. The brain is the part of the body which the mind. So when you, whenever you, 
the senses of a person is connected to their brain. And then through the brain, the, the mind fetches information. It fetches things, praise the Lord, from the brain and then uses that information. Praise God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Aha. Uh -huh. so, so, and then the, so the, the brain uses things. And as the brain is using things, it's calculating. It's calculating the, did I say brain? The brain or the mind. The mind can take in information, use that information. Praise God. Now, the mind's usage of information has um, a lot of things factor in to the mind. That's why in the book of, um, in the book of Romans chapter 12, it says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye therefore transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. So you see the way they use the mind in that Romans chapter 12 is as that, that so the, the renewing of the mind is not the transformation, but you have to be transformed by the renewing. So actually what brings about transformation of the soul is true renewed mind. So renewed mind is a, is a worker in terms of to bring about actual transformation. And you realize that transformation, what transformation means change of form, right? Trans means talking about change, transitioning of form, to transition your formation. That's the transformation. Praise the Lord. So be you transformed by what? The renewing of what? Your mind. So when the mind is renewed, through a renewed mind, the formation of a person can be, can journey and can change. So when you talk about formation then, form is, is mainly a, a property of the heart, both heart and mind. But until the heart has picked information, the person hasn't been transformed. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so you can, you can find somebody um, whose mind has materials that, which mind has materials for transformation, but who is not yet transformed. Do you see that? The, the mind has some materials for transformation, but, but you see transformation will not yet occur until the mind itself has been renewed. So you must be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing, that word renewing of the mind, that's now talking about the rearrangement of the mind in how it operates. The rearrangement of the mind in what? In, in how it operates. So it means that the way the mind is operating or is, is arranged has something to do with the formation of a person. Do you get what I'm trying to say? That it means that somebody who is not thinking well spiritually will be malformed spiritually. You get what I'm saying? And this thinking is not just cerebral thinking. Cerebral thinking is not going to have brain function. I'm talking now about the mind activity, how the mind operates. Praise God. <clears throat> Amen. So that, that thing is talking about the soul. Now, so the, when you come into the mind, the mind um, has the ability to process things. But when it's processing things, the way God designed the mind is that that mind, the mind should be a servant now. 
Praise God. You understand what I'm saying now? The mind of a person, God did not design your mind to be a leader. The relationship between the heart and the mind is a servant-leader relationship. For everybody, it can never change. But the thing is that the, who the leader is and who the servant is can be switching. It's, it's switching. It can switch. It can switch by what switches them is influence of spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Influence of what? Influence of spirit. After a while, influence of a spirit can elevate a man's mind above his heart. When you come under the influence of another spirit, you will see that someone's mind can actually come again under the governance of what? Of the heart. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Aha. So in a, in a master-servant relationship, um, do you believe what I'm trying to say? I'm, trying, I'm just describing something very simple, <clears throat> quickly, that we will use this understanding to journey, praise the Lord by God's grace. Uh, so in that kind of relationship, in the master-servant relationship, the, the, worker is the, the worker is the servant, not the master. Right? But it doesn't matter how, how much work the servant does, the master is who decides whether the work is approved yeah. or not. Do you get what I'm saying? So uh, the mind can work, it's, and it's good for mind to work, to work. The mind can be exercised and work and work, but the mind can work and produce an answer, and the heart can refuse it and say, "No, that's not the answer. Go and work again." That's how. It's, so that's how. That's the picture of a safe soul. The safe soul is a soul whose whose heart can what instruct. This, the mind, praise the Lord, and whose mind is constantly seeking for the, for the approval of what? Of the heart. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Are you blessed today? Yes, sir. Yeah. So you, when he's saying here that I will put my laws in their mind first, I'll put it first in their mind, and then I will write it in what? In their heart. I will put the law in their mind and then I will write the laws where? I will write the laws in their heart. Praise God. Now, the reason why putting the law in, why the law has to be put in the mind first before it being written in the heart is that um, it's through the exercise of the mind. Or actually, or through the operation, the, the mind has the task to, to write on the heart. The mind of a person has a what? A task to do what? To write on the heart. So it is the mind writing on the heart that is the transformation of a person. Do you, understand? Do you get it? It's the, 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 the formation of a soul, the soul's form. Or the form also means the image of a person inside is talking about what is written in their heart. Now, the mind has the job, but the mind writing on the heart will work based on what kind of mind it is. Do you understand? So what kind of what? What kind of mind it is? 
how the mind is, and also what kind of materials is the mind being given. So the reason why he will he put the law in, in their mind is so that that law can eventually be what? Be written where? Written in their hearts. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you blessed today? Now, um, the leading of the Spirit, when God is leading a soul, leading of the Spirit um, is the output of many things. One aspect of the leading of the Spirit is the, you see the dynamism between the mind and the heart, the interaction between the mind and the heart. When they will interact with each other, after a while they will produce a result. Then that is one part of the leading of the Spirit. Praise God. That's one what? That's one part of what? Of the leading of the Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So in the book of Romans, when it says to be carnally minded is dead, and to be spiritually minded is life, because why it focuses on the mind is because a carnal man is somebody whose whose mind is the what is the master. Right? So is a person whose mind is what, and then when the mind is the master, it means the mind is processing things based not based on, not based on spiritual information. I don't want to use the word spiritual information because what is in the mind is also spiritual. When it comes to the soul, nothing that is not spiritual can, write, can reside in the soul. Like when you check what is the mind, the, the word, the law in the mind, is not sound waves. Like when I'm talking to you now, it's not just sound waves that's entering into your heart. Your brain will hear sound waves, interpret it. Amen. But by the time it's entering into your mind, it becomes a spirit. It becomes what? It becomes a spirit. It becomes a spirit. That's why you have to be careful what your mind feeds on and what your mind meditates on because once that, anything you are, your mind is working on is a spirit. Mind works on, on spirit. Praise the, praise the Lord. And when I say mind works on spirit, I mean that what the mind is thinking concerning, that when it, if it can enter into the heart, it will be a spiritual installation that's in the, in the heart. So writing means, actually means spirit. The writing in the heart means the deposit of spirit that has been put where? Inside the heart of a person. Praise the Lord. So someone who is currently minded um, is somebody who's Somebody who thinks, whose calculation is primarily, um, it, it can think spiritual things, right? But he thinks those things without, the, without too much of input from the, the heart. Or even if when he picks input from the heart, he can override that input. Because the mind is elevated, has more authority for decision making and for output. Praise God. Now, so, so that means, let me tell you also something. That means that you can pick, someone can pick leading. There are different ways to pick leading. 
There are different ways that, to pick leading. You can, someone can pick leading uh, purely, fro, purely through thought. And of course, if you pick something from thought, a lot of times thought are infusion of spirit. What spirit has given to the soul to have. Praise God. You know, spirits are share of thoughts. They share thoughts. They just share thoughts to people. And then something just enter your mind. You don't know why you're thinking about it that way. Just a, a way of thinking. Just think about it a certain way. Something can just come into your heart, in your mind. Amen. Amen. Now, when that comes into the mind, the, the mind can, receives that information. <laughs> now, depending on how that mind is structured, that mind can take that thing and just run with it. Or if or the mind could take, go inside the heart and check, okay, is there anything in the heart that is bringing a contrary resolution to this thought that the mind is what is bringing? Do you understand that? Is optional to a, to a carnal soul. So a carnal soul we easily, can easily just go with the mind and just say, okay, this is what you're thinking. But that thought of a carnal soul, which is going to do, is actually an infusion from a spirit. So in, it can be interpreted as leading, but it is not something that has been verified. So the, my point is this, is that the, the safety Amen. The safety which, which God, when God gives souls safety, the safety which God gives to souls is in the relationship between the mind and what? And the heart. Now, if you remove, put one before the other, then what will happen is that there, the soul will have more of a tendency. It doesn't mean the soul cannot hear God, but it means that the soul can hear many other things without too much of the safety guard that God has put around what? Around the soul. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, this is the, a key thing about the heart. Thank you, Father. A key thing about the heart is that, it, is that the mind can carry many things, but not just anything can enter the heart. So a soul can fellowship with thoughts, plenty of thoughts, but not just not every thought can enter where inside the heart. Why? Because the heart is a the, the heart is a receptacle of of images in the spirit. Uh huh. Another word, and the heart recognizes images. Do you get what I'm saying? The heart does what? Recognizes what? Images. And the heart can see through images. Now, because of the, 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 the life in the spirit man, it's possible for the heart, it has an element within it that can verify different kinds of images that are coming in to the heart. It has some other aspects on the inside of it called the spirit, which is very, very close to, to, the, to the conscience. Does that make sense to you? Uh-huh. So, when you talk about the reason why changing the mind is not transformation, 
is because the mind doesn't carry form. Only the heart carries form. The mind can hold incomplete, distorted thought. But if it's incomplete and distorted, it will not enter inside the heart. It cannot travel to the membrane before the, between the mind. Are you get what I'm saying? So it will not become a form. It cannot become a form or an image on the inside of the heart. Do you know why? why? The reason is because images in the spirit are fixed. Every image in the spirit is fixed, and they can, know, they can tell them. When you bring an image in the spirit, an angel will tell you, this is what that thing is. And images have their names. They are, they are different words. Names in the spirit. Praise God. And so those images are things that are designed to reside within the heart as nature. Yeah, so, so a scattered thought. So let's say, for example, a soul is receiving revelation of the word. Let's say New Testament revelation. But it's not rightly divided. It's not what rightly divided, but it is scattered and it doesn't accurately form the, an image which the heart can receive. It's not going to go into the heart. It's going to just stay in the mind. Because it, it's not forming a valid image. It's not forming anything that a man can be. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Uh-huh. So it's possible for a soul to be a collector of thoughts, all kinds of thoughts. You know many things. You know about this. You know about that. You know about the other one. All kinds of things inside the mind. And they stay there. They can, they can come out. But what? They are not what? They are not becoming what? And aha. They are not becoming an image because they, when it comes to, to produce image that can be installed in a man, it's the work of it's actually, it's actually a work of a spirit. Only spirits can do what? Can do that. You see that? Only spirits can, can install image in man. And images can only be created by God. That's the work of creating an image is the work of a God. That's the job of a God. Anything that can create an image that can stay inside a man, it takes a godly kind of what? Sense because of the property of the soul. You need to, you need to create something that can, that can stay in nature, that can stay inside a person. Praise the Lord. Now, you cannot buy with your own mind, manufacture in nature, and install it inside somebody. You, it will be giving you a beep. Error or pim, 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 not compatible, cannot be installed. <laughs> That's why religion can never be installed inside men. No religion means man-made concocted nonsense that you're trying to get a person to become, and you can try for 20 years. They can, in their mind, they can reserve the memory of that thing you're trying to get them to do. And when they remember, they act according to it quickly. They fetch it from their mind and do it quickly. But what you are trying to, that thing, you cannot make them become it because, because it is... It is um, it is not a valid image uh-huh, that can reside where within the soul of man. So when it comes to it, say image. image. 
Mm -hmm. So image is actually like nature, right? So when it comes to images, images are designed by God, like the God of this world, for example. Who is the God of this world? Is Satan, who is the person who designed the images that are in the world. The world is a vault of images. Yes, sir. Right, so the, the world is a vault, is a, something that that's constantly beams and shines images. What are images? Things that men can become. Like thoughts or, or, or image. The world is a projection of imaginations. Things that should form an image where within what? Within men. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Am I making some sense to you? Aha. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So the, the carnal man, who is the carnal man? The carnal man is somebody whose, whose mind is the person who is in, is in charge. Why? The, the, the carnal mind is someone whose mind is in charge and who doesn't subscribe to. It doesn't mean that they don't, there's no image in the heart. It doesn't mean there's no image, but the ultimately a carnal person lives from, mainly from their mind. Aha. Uh-huh. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. But when it's time to be spiritual, you're, you're trying to shift that to make the spirit man, or sorry, the heart of the person be the person that is in control of leading the individual, of leading the person. What the person does should be, should be controlled by what images that are inside, that inside what the, the person. Amen. Now, um, the, when you're bringing the law of God to a person who is, who is carnal, um, if the, the mind is elevated above the heart, it, you, the person will find problem between receiving God's law into their heart. Why? Because to receive the law of God to your heart, you must do them. Now, are you seeing the problem here? To receive God's law into their what? Aha, uh-huh. you must do what? You must do them. When he was speaking about the perfect law of liberty, he who beholds in a glass the glory of God in the book of James, sorry, He's not a forgetful hearer, but he's a doer of what? The, the work. That that same person shall be blessed in what he does. So when he's a doer of the work, he becomes blessed in what he does. So if he does a little work and leaves the rest undone, in the one he did, that's the one that he will be blessed with. He will not be blessed with anything that he hasn't done. So such a man is blessed in what? Of course, that, that blessing, they're talking about blessing. Blessing is talking about is, is transfer of nature. Spiritual blessing, like real definition of blessing. <laughs> Praise God. A real definition of blessing is the transfer of what? Nature. Anyone who hasn't received nature from God hasn't really been blessed, Right? In the book of Numbers, so shall you bless the people of Israel. Say unto them, the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Then lift his countenance over you 
and what? And give you in giving of grace, giving of peace. And then later, so shall I put my name upon them. That word name is talking about nature because we've seen, we've seen already that what they name are images. Are you seeing? So it's very clear that blessing ends with the giving of an image, right, within the soul. So when you say a man, such a man shall be blessed in what he does, that word blessing is the end of the process of beholding. So what it means is that you behold and behold and behold and behold until you are blessed. Do you agree with that? You behold. So blessing, your blessing means what did you collect? That thing you collected. So it's not every soul who is collecting from God. Collecting means cutting image, cutting nature. It's not talking about hearing things. It's talking about so someone can hear and hear, but if they never collected something, that when you check them, you won't find images in, that God has created inside of them. But you can find thoughts of God in their mind. Are you seeing that? Uh-huh. So what we are just talking about today is just growth. How they want to go deep inside that thing that heaven wants to, to raise and train that thing we call our soul. That we want to, to, to zero in on the, the point of ministry. Why do we come? Why do we gather? Because that if this thing is not occurring, man, you can stay around here for a long time, but you're not being blessed. Blessing is not occurring. And what God is looking for, God is, wants to find blessed people upon the earth. Blessed. Heaven, heaven count blessed people. There's a, there's a sense of counting in the spirit. It means if they are counting it, it means they expect them to increase. They watch them. God can say, how many are blessed now? They say, God, this is the number in this area, in this region. These are the number of people who are now coming into blessing. I'm just speaking dramatically, but you get what I'm trying to say? That this is how, this is the thing that they count in heaven. That's why when they came to Abraham, when they were talking about blessing him, he now resolved it into count. Then your seed, when you've been blessed, you know you'll be blessed and blessed, and then you will now multiply. Are you seeing that? So he's saying that what God will multiply on the earth are blessed people. Or let me put it this way, that what God is interested in multiplying are blessed people. God is not interested in multiplying people who have the law in their mind alone, who can remember it. If you have the Lord's law in your mind, you can remember things about the law, you carry it, you are not still qualified to be multiplied yet. So it means don't seek multiplication until you have been blessed. You are breaking a law. It is against the law in the spirit to seek to multiply until you have been blessed. That's it. That's it. God blessed them. Be blessed, yet be fruitful. What? And multiply. Be fruitful, multiply. Be fruitful. So fruitfulness first comes before, before what? Are you getting what I'm saying now? So blessing, are you getting, are you, getting are you being blessed today? Yes, Amen. Please just follow me. <laughs> this is just the way I felt. I feel led in my heart to understand what, what heaven wants to Produce, praise God, upon, upon the earth. So he told him that when I will bless you, I will then 
bless you, and then your seed shall be as the sea, the sand on the seashore, and as the stars of heaven. And what is common with those things? Innumerable. 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 You can't really count them. So God's job is to bless and to multiply. To bless and to multiply means raise image and multiply it. Raise image. What is image? What is the image? The image is form. So people who bear images of God are transformed souls. Souls who have received transformation by the renewing of their mind. Whose mind got renewed, but it didn't stop there. Who went further into receiving what? Another formation or receiving another image within themselves. Are you getting what I'm saying today? Praise God. So, it's very clear then that for a soul to be blessed, they, in the multitude of thoughts, I'm talking of spiritual thoughts, even multitude of thoughts, if a soul is not inclined to do the thought which the, of the thought of the law, well, let's, say, let's say, for example, the law of the spirit of life in Christ. That's what Romans was speaking about before he went into all of those things. That, that law, there are two laws in that Romans, the law of the spirit of life, then after I want the, the, the law of God. Amen. But you see, those laws, um, which he will put inside the mind, anytime the, God put the law in the mind, God has given you something to go and do. Are you seeing that? He's, he's giving you what? He's giving you something to do what? To go and do. Now, if you fail in doing it, what is being said to you will not be written upon the heart. It will not get into the heart. Do you see that? Aha. Uh -huh. Now, so you see that? What is the doing then? The doing, praise God, the doing is by an, there's an, there's an engagement of, there's an, there's an engagement, this way I'm trying to find where a lot of the problem is for us, a lot of time. The, a lot of time, the, the problem is that we don't, that we don't, we don't do the right thing. Even when the law is present, sometimes it's not that there's no law to do. It's that you need to understand what the mind is. When you go into the heart, that's where you now see images like, like storeroom, room, this file, filing cabinet that open, you see this aspect, that image. Everything is neat in the heart. Because that's the nature of the heart. Because nothing scattered will enter there. It must have been, you know, it must have been verified. This is it is a man's nature. This is something that pertains to man. But when you get into the heart, the mind, the mind is a messy place. When you get to the mind, you see all kinds of things that should not be there. You see things that, depending on how a person is, that's how sometimes that they are, how the mind is. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So, so you, know, you can see it's somebody who is in the path of learning and the path of God. Their mind can have plenty of word, plenty of revelation, but also plenty of other things. And I mean, where do all those other things come from? There are many ways that determine how much other things are in someone's mind. Mm. 
there are many things. There, sometimes it can be a factor of, their own, of your own genetics, your gene. Like maybe there's a way there are certain kind of thoughts that normally occur to people around that come from your own kind of place. They think a certain way. They have a certain kind of, certain kind of thing meditation is more prevalent with their kind of person. There are many reasons why. Sometimes it could be association. It's just like the kind of person these guys are, friend they have, are friend with all this kind of thought. Are you getting, the thing with having friends is that whatever thoughts your friends are, you share. You can't have friends and not share thoughts. When the Bible speaks of evil communication, evil communication is not just talking, it's talking about the sharing of thoughts. Do you see that? And you see, when I'm talking about a lot of times, is, when it's, let's say family, for example. One of the main purposes of family is for communication. Share, family share. They don't only share blood, they also share thought. So you can find somebody who's maybe 15, 16, 17. By the time you see a 17 year old person, imagine what, they've been, what have they been sharing for years of their life? A lot of times, it's, it's like a common wealth of, every family has their own word, common wealth of thought that they share. They, these thoughts are what they share. They always cons- are concerned about this thing. They think this way. They are more sensitive to this kind of thing. When you come out of family, go into tribes, go into people, go into nature, you will see different, different kinds of what collective thoughts. It's an, it's an economy, different economies. Economies buried and embedded within other economies. That's where, that's, how, that's where soul fountains from. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So you now find so when you are teaching the soul the word of God, sometimes that's why ministers can get easily discouraged. You escape, expect them to become Christ in one day. You don't know what you are worrying against. You don't know that the mind that this thing is entering into, you don't know what kinds of things have their own room in that heart. Amen. And let me tell you something. One of the the main purpose of the scripture, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not opening too much scripture. Um, we'll continue that next time. <laughs> we have plenty of time for that, but I feel like this is a, a key area that, that can cause problems a lot if this area doesn't, in other words, what's the area? What to do with the word of God? Or what is the, what is the word of God? What is it meant to do to a person? Do you understand what I mean? Aha. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to you. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Thank you. So when, when like, the word is coming to a person, right, teaching laws, teaching doctrine, we don't know a lot of times, like, what is already inside that word, that soul, right? And one of, another main purpose of the world. The world, of course, I said, is a storehouse of images. Like, who, who, whose image is the God of this world? I said, God are creators of image. So that man they call the God of this world is the one who created the images that are in the world, which he wants to get into. But apart from images, the world doesn't only contain images. The world contains thoughts and images. Right, now, a lot of the thoughts in the world are not really there for anything. They're just there for noise, pollution. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? And there are spirits who have that task. Their task is for pollution with noise. So that any time you, you try to minister to a soul, the soul will be noisy. If anybody who's a minister of the New Testament who has really dealt with, if God has helped you to begin to deal with image, to, to, if, you've, if God has helped you to be able to take the task, not just preach and go, not just talk, share revelation and everything, you know what I mean, and no sense of image. But, and that's not a, a New Testament minister. A New Testament minister is a, um, is a minister of image. So a real seasoned minister of the New Testament will never stop working until he, until he can see the image of what he, what he is ministering appear within the soul. You understand what I'm saying? But, but someone who, hasn't, who doesn't have that, and that thing is a sense. You don't just pick it up. You, 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 and you can't learn that sense just by talking to someone or reading Bible. You can, nobody can get the sense of images, formation in men by just reading the Bible. You pick it from people. People who, because that thing, tampering with images is not a light job. It's, yeah, tampering with images in men is a work for specialists. Only specialists know how to do that. It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a close, it's a close, hidden profession. It's like a, Profession that is a close profession. You can't easily break into You can try and go and do what they are doing. So they teach, they talk. Okay, let me go and talk too. You will talk and talk and talk and talk. But what is happening to people when they talk it will not be happening to people when you are talking because you don't, you've not been handed the profession. You don't know. The profession is a kind of a skill with a kind of a sight. I can get a, a particular work done. The only way you can learn that profession is you must be granted grace by someone who has the authority. They must give you an authority to tamper with images. Otherwise, you'll be doing things around the soul, but never touch the image. So that's one of the main reasons for the fivefold. When he, he ascended on high, led captivity captive, and gave gifts to men. What are those gifts for? The gifts that he gives to men are gifts to tamper with images in men. Not everybody has that gift. And the gift, you can't get that gift from someone appearing to you in a dream, right? Here for, hereby go. That can, sorry, praise God. Understand what I'm trying to say? I'm not saying that Jesus cannot call you like that. Or, or that Jesus cannot give you the, cannot put the mandate on you to come into that gift. A lot of times, Jesus, Jesus has to do it. And for most people in the fivefold, there's a point where they have such an encounter. The purpose of that encounter, Jesus can do it in many ways. He can do it through vision. He can do it through dreams. He can do it through some kind of sign, something. You know, but the person will be convinced that they have a mandate from Jesus. So the real calling is not the dream. Or the, the calling is the soul receiving that thing. And that thing is not something that they can't share it to you. So nobody can, it's not a thing that you say, ah, what should I do now? Oh, let me choose this profession. You can't choose. You can't choose to be a pastor. You cannot choose to be an apostle, a teacher, or evangelist. You can't choose that. It's them that are called. You have to be called. He gave gifts to men. Men, they didn't assume the gift. You can never assume it. It has to be given. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that, that thing is the way the Lord will, 
the calling, sometimes why someone will say, ah, I dreamt and I saw Jesus and he told me to become a minister. A lot of times it's not really Jesus they saw, but that's not the point. The point is how, it would, how Jesus would have to find a means for it to register in them that I want you to do this. But after Jesus has done that, that doesn't make the person a minister. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, if somebody slept, just a normal believer, and then in the night, the Lord appeared to them and called them to be a minister, when they woke up, they are not a minister. Do you understand what I mean? By sleeping overnight and waking up, and did they see the Lord? Yes. Did the Lord register a calling in them? Yes. But by waking up, there's no what? Tell me why. Because of you've not, nothing has happened to you. The same guy who slept, the same guy who woke, who woke up. Nothing has happened to the person. If he goes out and begins to just do things, you will never be able to do actually what the Lord wants to do. You'll never be able to do that. Why? Because the, everybody who they call like that must be equipped to do the thing that they've called them to. But the problem is that the equipment for that thing, God committed them to men who are already equipped in that thing that you have been called to do. Does that make some sense to you? Learning how to minister to a soul and put the image of Christ in them. You can't pick, it doesn't grow on tree. It's not something that just occurred to you randomly. Like you just figure, wow, I can, just, I can do that now. Do you know what that thing is? Do you know what the, how to put an image in a soul is? Just reading Bible alone can never confer that on a person. The specialization of the skill. Mm-hmm. For, so, for someone to be equipped in that way, he has to, he, he has to drink a sense, the sense of it from somebody who has it. Like Paul drank it from Timothy. <laughs> what did he say? Timothy drank it. <laughs> Thank you. Timothy drank that from. And then Paul drank it from Jesus. And Paul, at a point, he had to go back and share it for the other disciples. He went to stay with them. To, then they were buying into his sense. That he called it, it's actually a dispensation, which I received for you. So what does it mean of dispensation? Dispensation, it doesn't, it's not just revelation. The revelation is there, but who's a dispenser? He who can take. 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 So that thing can be there, but nobody can receive it. The dispenser is one who can cut it and give it. Who knows how that, and, that, and cutting nature and giving to men is a high, not, it's not something that is just ordinary. Okay. Let's, let's see that place where he said, my this dispensation which I received for you. Praise God. Ephesians, I think. Glory to Jesus. I will be blessed today. Are you sure? Thank you, Jesus. 
God wants to raise, no, God is not raising playful, it's not a playful, what God is doing is not a playful something. It's not a joke. You know what I mean? It's a serious business. It's a serious business. God wants to, God wants to raise images, finished images. There is a measure of it. When you say you've done it, they will check it with what? They will check it with the original. The standard. God has the standard. When you say, one, say I'm going to church, what should church make out of you? There's a standard for it. It's not just anything. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So Ephesians, okay, in chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 3, from verse 1, it says, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to what? That word to you, what? He's given me toward you. And now this dispensation of the grace of God giving me toward you, God couldn't just give it to you. If not, he would, if he could, he would not give it to me toward you. Do you understand? It's not everything that God wants to give you that he can give you directly. This is where the humility of men should come into when, you, when relating with, any, with God and God's things. That God said, no, I love you. I will give you all this thing. And you know you are too convinced that this thing belongs to me. Because you've read the scripture and you are so convinced and it's so there in scripture that God wants to give it to you. Now, the expression of God's intention of giving something to you and of also your knowledge of his benevolence is not equal to you just having it. These are things about the Bible. This is, when you begin to, when you begin to get serious, you begin to think this way. Why, when I, why do I say serious? It means when you actually begin to think about actually, actually, actually coming into what actually God wants to do. Because there's a way you can be around God's things, but you don't really care about what God really wants to do. Because you want to do other things, but when you now, the day you now become serious, okay, ah, I've been around this place for so long ago. Why are we even here? I say, okay, to be conformed to the image of Christ, okay. Then you now begin to try to, to be conformed to that image. You now realize that there are actually things that are involved. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? <laughs> so he says, it's a grace given to me, to you, Lord. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the word mystery of Christ. You may understand my knowledge, which in other ages was not made unto the sons of men, how, and it is now revealed unto the, his holy apostles and prophet, what? By the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by then the effectual word working of his power that unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the word unsearchable so that when this grace has been given unto me and I begin to use it and preach in this way, I have the ability to make all men see. So now, thank you, Jesus. 
Praise God. It means that for men seeing, someone must make them see. That was God's goal is, to, is for them to see. But he couldn't just flip his finger and say, hey, see now. It doesn't work like that. Is that somebody who has been raised to make men see. When he's talking about making men see, what is inside that making? The, the instrumentality that has been developed within the soul of Paul to accomplish this making, to make a man see. It's not trivia. Praise God. To make men see, to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery are from, from which from the beginning of the world have been hidden God who created all things by Jesus Christ. So the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be made known to, by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. Amen. Praise God. Now you see that here. So Paul was just talking about this dispensation which he what? Which he received. Uh-huh. So what I was saying before, before we came here I was telling you about the ministry of the New Testament, right? And I was saying that, that that thing called, that thing of being able to put images in men, which is what this, which is what Paul is doing. This ministry of the New Testament is also the ministry of image, the image of Christ first. That's what mainly Paul was meant to give to, to people. He said, my little children for whom I travail again, not God directly by himself, a Holy Ghost. He said, I travail again in birth until Christ is formed. That word form is talking about the formation. And so that formation is that Christ, for Christ to be formed in you means you have been transformed from your previous formation into your new formation. Are you seeing that? So this um, formation of Christ, a formation formation of Christ or formation of images within the soul, like I said, to do that is a very, very specialized job. Aha. Amen. But what you will find is that the giving of law to a mind is also, you also need skill for it, but it's not really necessarily as specialized as the, as the writing of an image. There are levels to it. Now, when they speak about that you might be fully, fully furnished fully, that the man of God might be thorough and what? Entire, lacking nothing. Talking about all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Now he's talking about scripture. But let's read that place in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Praise God. Are we blessed today at all? Yes, sir. <clears throat> so 2 Timothy chapter 3, from verse, mm, glory to Jesus. Verse 14, let's read from verse 14. 2 Timothy 3 verse 14, it says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Do you see the sense there again? Yes, sir. That you are trying to think about how was Paul was always writing to Timothy, reminding him of how you were raised. How you were raised. 
Amen. That you remember continuing those things. How you don't just continue in them because you must continue in them, having been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned. Amen. So there is something about this. There is a, there is a medium of learning. All the learning which Timothy came into was, it came into by a medium provided by God. And there's a reason why they put these things in here for Timothy. The, 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 the scripture of Timothy, First and Second Timothy, of course they apply to Christians, but even more than Christians, they apply particularly concerning, so when you're reading Timothy, development of Timothy, the attitude which Paul spoke to within Timothy is not is a conversation just beyond the Christian conversation. It was, a, it was a conversation of a minister. So, of course, there is Christian conversation there, but on top of the Christian conversation, you can also fetch the conversation of minister. Now, when, I say, when, I say, when I'm talking about conversation of the raising of a minister, you say, ah, okay, but I'm not, going to, I'm not being called to be a minister, so why are you teaching us this, Pastor Jeff? <laughs> Why are you talking about these things? Why are you teaching us about the writing image and all of that stuff? Praise God. The reason is because the, the wisdom here is not only for those who are writing. It's for those who should be written upon. It's hard for you to, to receive a ministry that you don't savour. Or you don't, you don't know. You, don't, you won't respect it. You don't you don't know anything concerning the seriousness of it. You can, you can easily count it optional when it's not. There's a lot of things concerning all these things. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is necessary for the, for the, for the average believer. Are you seeing that? So you see in this verse 15 very quickly, it says, And that from a child, from a child thou hast known the word, holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So it's very clear this Holy Scripture, knowing the Holy Scripture is not salvation. Do you understand what I mean? Knowing what the Holy Scripture is not salvation, but is rather able to make you wise unto salvation. Amen. And verse 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in what righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now, um, so what makes the man of God perfect, thoroughly furnished to all good works is not scripture. And it's not even all scripture. It is what all scripture is profitable for. Is, so it means that until scripture has released their profit, a man of God will not be, thoroughly, be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. It is, so it's not in the scripture. I'm not saying scripture, I don't, I'm not talking about verses. Script, what's actually scripture really is a thoughts in the mind. Do you understand what they call scripture? 
scripture, scripture, the scripture, the scripture, the scripture, the scripture. The real, the real scripture, or what I call it, the effective scripture, is the one that has entered into your mind. Right, that's, the, that's, what, that's what the real scripture is. Now, the scripture comes from here into your mind. When it's inside your mind, it's not still yet the image. It's just the scripture that is in your mind. So, scripture sits in mind as thoughts. Do you agree with me? And when you've been around scripture for a long time, and this is what you ought, you ought, how you ought to be, the purpose of being and spending time with scripture, investing in scripture, listening, 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 and then reading, 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 reading by the Spirit is to saturate your mind with scripture. Uh-huh. To make the mind of a person a scriptural mind. How many of you still believe in that? When people have stopped believing in that thing. You know what I mean by when I say believe in that, you know what I mean? I mean believing in being loaded with scripture. Is it ah? Huh? Some of us don't like that. These days we just I don't know what was the word for what we do we because you know you know these days you have it here. So what's the point of memorizing scripture? Praise God. What's the word? What's the point of memorizing what? Scripture. When you can just punch it in at your fingertips, you know what I mean? To be honest with you, a lot of times when a lot of people used to memorize scripture back in the day, they didn't know that that was a necessary aspect. It was just the fact that you can't carry your big Bible when you're going around every, everywhere. You're going to workplace, you're going to market every time. I mean, you know what I mean? But it's good to, to be able to remember it yeah. then. And most of the time, why you remember it so you can quote it when there's a devil or there's something, when you are praying, bullet, just, no, the scripture is the bullet. You load, you load the gun. In battlefront, your, your bullet was never finished. <laughs> and by battlefront, you know, I mean, you know, I mean prayer. Once you are deep inside, she never, she never go deep in prayer and then scripture finish. Ah, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I know when you, are, when you are with guys who pray like that, when scripture finish, they know. <laughs> God. So I'm not talking about just for, for the, for, but they were doing it for bullet's sake. But, but sometimes, sometimes, amen, like when I was, like before I came into the world of righteousness, I used to marry, I didn't know, I didn't know why. But I just, I just love memorizing the scripture. Memorizing this, I just love it. I, I just love it. Although, I didn't know the use for the scripture until it was, it was now time for the scripture to now be used as an instrument to form image or to bring a word, a transformation. Uh, so it's very, very clear that a renewed mind is a scripture mind. Yes. <laughs> a renewed mind is what? A renewed mind is what? A scripture mind. A renewed mind is a, or is a scriptural mind. 
Yeah. A renewed mind is a what? A scriptural mind. Now, are you seeing what I'm saying? Aha. Another word means that a renewed mind is, is, a, is a mind who has, that has news. Right? Who has news. Who has, who has new things. The, the scripture is news. There is scripture and everything else. If we say, let's close this book now and let's go and search for new things, you'll never find anything. Everything new is here. When someone says, I found something new, you check it. If it, if it didn't come out of here, it's a liar. But that, that thing is actually not new. In other words, it's not a news to man when it comes to man's existence. There's nothing new under the sun or there's nothing new at all. Everything called news is, is, is in scripture. Uh -huh. So, so the scriptures, uh, so feeding yourself with scripture and loading your mind with scripture is very, very key. You can't skip that part. If you, if you are skipping that part, you will not be doing too well with image formation. Do you know one thing that helps a minister who is a former of image is when a soul is rich with the scriptures. In other words, it's easier to try and import image than to first of all import scriptures, arrange them, and try and use them to import image. So one of the hardest minds to minister to a mind who, has, who is not scriptural, a mind who is not scriptural, ah, you go, you're going to labor. You have to first try, you have to furnish with scripture. You have to furnish. For every single thought, you have to trace out all the scriptural connections to it, and then make the soul, make them enter into the mind. And after a while, to be, and make them become rich inside there. When the Bible, that's why it says that, let the words of Christ dwell in you richly. You know, that word the word of Christ dwelling in you richly is not in your heart. That's not where the word of Christ will dwell because when it's in your heart, it's not no longer a word. It's an image. But when they say the, the purpose of the words of Christ is to create the image that should be installed on the inside of the heart. So, but for that to happen, first of all, the word of Christ has to dwell inside your mind richly. In all wisdom. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you seeing that? So, now, we're back to all scripture. So, a soul can have all scripture, all scripture, all scripture, but yet, the all scripture has not yet released its profit. To the soul. Are you seeing what I'm trying to say? <laughs> right now, you should be seeing all your vocation in front of you. When I, what was not vocation? Not your ministry, not your position in church, not your um, the things you are doing. I'm talking about your the real vocation, which is the task upon your head as a Christian. What's the task they put on you? Is to be conformed to the image of a son. 
those who he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image. Amen. So, the, that to be, to, to be conformed to the image is your task. That's your task. So, what we're just talking about, we are taking that task, we are expanding it. For you to know the, the, the business involved, like what things, like you have to understand first of all who you are on the inside and how the ministry which is coming to you applies to the complexity of your person and all the aspects of that ministry that you must not neglect and be faithful in to finally arrive at the end, which is the, the output of it is what? The image which is meant to be what? Produced. Are you seeing that? So now, scriptures um, is profitable for, first of all, doctrine, right? Scripture is profitable for doctrine. What does that mean? Is that scripture minister doctrine. Do you understand that? What that means is that it's not when someone can have plenty of scripture, a lot of scripture, but not yet, not doctrine. When I was in like, the season of milk of the world, I had all the, I had a lot of the scriptures. Most of the scriptures that should be used to establish the Christ nature inside me, I already had them. I was already rich in them. But they, it did not, it, but I didn't have doctrine. Aha. Uh -huh. What is doctrine? Doctrine is the right arrangement of scripture. That's what doctrine is. Doctrine means the proper arrangement of scriptures. Or doctrine means scriptures that are arranged properly. Or another word arranged is that it's divided. When you're arranging things, it's by division you arrange. You have to separate to bring order. In order to bring right order, you must be able to separate one from the other. It must be a, a light that should be able to come and bring a separation between this and that. So when you speak about it, for example, the doctrine of Christ, for example, the doctrine of Christ, to form what forms the doctrine of Christ are scripture. Now, when I say scripture, I'm not talking about verses. I've already explained what scriptures are. What scripture? Scripture are the thoughts. Thoughts that are thoughts that came from Bible or ministered by the Holy Spirit in the way that they should recite. There's a way thought wrap itself around the mind. They will just lay the, lay the thing around it. Lay, from, sometimes from scripture, you can connect verses. There are some times that maybe the day your brain is slow. The, script, the scripture is there. You, you, are, you are seeing the scripture inside, but sometimes it doesn't resolve to the verse, but it's there. I'm trying to interpret something spiritual. Only those who have, who have this thing can know what I'm talking about. Uh -huh. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, so when it goes from verses and verses and verses, when it goes inside your, your, your mind, it's, it's the script. The script. The script. Amen. What is a script? The script means the writing. It's writing for... It's a writing... A script, a script, a script, a script, a script. A script is the writing for something that should be animated. Yes. 
is so a script is something that is journeying from idea to animation. What is it's carrying something from the realm of just are you get what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Or it's carrying something from representation to animation. That is that is the script. When they give you a, a movie script, for example, that whole movie is written inside there. In the script, the script is carrying it. But, but then, after a while, that script can release, you can use that script to produce the imagination. From script, imagination can come. So script is the raw material to produce image, images. Do you understand what I'm saying? Aha, uh -huh. but image doesn't just come from multitude of scripts like that, because scripts can be scattered within the mind. The way, as I said, the mind is not an arranged place. Everything is not defined, and it's, not, it's a scattered compartment a lot of times. And God made all these things like that. God made mind to be like that, so that it shouldn't be too easy to gather a soul and create an image. If God made image making easy, man would have been gone a long time ago. Very quickly, man would have been gone. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Uh -huh. It's very clear that God has done a lot over time to slow down the pace of ability to make image. At first, men ran Johnny into image very, very quickly and became very bad. He destroyed all of them on the earth, apart from one man who found grace in the sight of God, Noah. And God, when, he, when Noah's generation came, he now put a remedy of shortening the life of man. Don't let man live too long to run into this state. Let's shorten his life. His life shall be like 100 years old or 100 and what. And he, he shorted, shortened him. Don't give him too much time to run into destruction. Praise the Lord. But that man who is shortened his life was still, it was still put together. Aha. Uh -huh. It was still put together in a way that image can still be formed very quickly on the inside of him. And then man began his journey again. That's from Genesis chapter 6. He began the same thing again until Genesis chapter 11. When that thing began to work on the inside. Hyper. And God found out even these 100 years we give them, there's still a problem with it. Because they've gotten to a state where anything... Nothing can stop them from anything which they what imagine to do. He was talking about the potential of their imagination, mind operation, powerful mind. I was telling my brothers the other day that the kind of mind you and I have is not the kind of mind of Adam. And it's not the kind of mind of those guys who were building our tower to heaven. It's not the same, it's not operating at the same capacity. Because initially, when God, when God destroyed the earth, God tampered with the initial body. For, to shorten the years, it's not just, your, your year is shorting. How did God do it that every man's year is shorting? He deemed some faculty of the body. Some things that 
man no longer has specialization. Your eye can't see too far anymore. You can't see like an eagle. You can't smell like a dog. There's nothing in you that's specialized. Everything is deemed. Adam wasn't like that. Adam's body, Adam's body was a master. His senses were. Everything was specialized. If Adam runs, you, you can, I, I can't imagine any animal that can run faster than Adam. I can, I can, could probably hear. Who knows how far he can hear? Who knows how far he could see? Who knows? Are you getting what I'm, what I'm saying? That kind of man. But to make him, to sh- they shortened him, and they did something with his body to put a limitation, so his ears will not go too far. But the mind was still there. God didn't touch the mind, but the mind was still working. Imagination was still a problem. Then when it's in time of Babel, God said, ah, this imagine, this mind of man is still a problem. It's still what? A problem. God said, okay, let's, we've handled the body last time. Now let's limit the, the soul, not just the body. See, the scattering of languages was limitation of the soul. Because someone think in, by language. Language is talking about how, how one represent their thought. It's something, language is also spiritual. When you can look at languages. Because, because anything that is aligned with inward soul nature is a spiritual thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? So language is also very spiritual. It's, it's talking about language is how does a person represent the Language has information. I don't know how to put it. In, in, in engineering, there's a way you can encode different information inside one signal. There's the main information. <laughs> you can encode other things around it. But it's not the main payload. But there are other things around, based on properties of the waveform. You can encode different information. Sorry, I'm speaking of um, different language. <laughs> Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Language is like that. Like, if someone is speaking one language and you give it to a linguist, a linguist to study two different languages, a linguist can study. You say this is um, give someone a parable to read out in Igbo language, then brings someone to read out a par- the same. That's a parable. Paragraph. Paragraph. Let someone read out a paragraph in Igbo language. And then take the same paragraph, tell someone else to read it in Chinese, and then give the audio to a linguist. A linguist can stay there for weeks, months, studying that thing. But they are. It's not just one paragraph. Aren't they saying the same thing? What are you still studying inside? Language contains more information than the thing that they are actually saying. There are other things around language that is talking about the kind of soul where that, that thing comes from. Who talks like that? Who arranges thoughts, words, represent thought in, a, in that kind of way. Inside, same, tell the enable man, say this thing. There's a way he will say it in his language. A Roman say this thing. Ah, the same thing they are saying, but the way they arrive at that thing. It's different. It's the property of the kind of it. Of so I'm trying to explain something about language and so to, to explain what was that thing that God did in Genesis chapter 11. Now, imagine a one man 
that had all the senses of languages inside of himself. Imagine, he has all the soul kind of property. What make Nigerian soul, Nigerian soul? Add it to what make Jamaican soul, Jamaican. To what make Chinese, Chinese. And British, add all of them together inside one man. That's the kind of man that you are dealing with. So imagine that man was a problem. Go to, let us build a house. Why? Because of that kind of a being is a deadly kind of fellow. He can easily die. Such a person can easily receive images. So God said, no, let's slow this. We have to slow this thing down. Then scattered man. When he scattered man, you know, see men now make, man language became specialized. For, depending on your own tribe, where you came from. You, you, you as, as you are learning languages from when you are little, watching my daughter grow, I, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of things. I'm seeing that her learning how to speak is not just learning words. Is gaining sense. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say, oh, Jesus, this English Canadian sense, is it right? Is this the, how, how safe is it <laughs> for my daughter? But that's the only thing that's there because that's the only language we have around. But are you getting what I'm saying? But when I'm looking at her, I'm seeing not just the language she's learning, English. She's coming to the English sense, the Western English kind of thing. Do you get what I'm saying? You find out that every single time, corruption of soul aligns with corruption of language. You can never corrupt souls. I'm, I'm talking transgenerational corruption. Tal is with transgenerational corruption of language. Check the English language. How do they talk in King James? Nobody talks like this anymore. Why? It's corruption. There's no other thing. They say, no, but it's an archaic. No. When an aching just guy is talking and he says something, <laughs> what he said is what he said. Oh. Yeah. There is no coulda, shoulda, if you are. Coulda, shoulda, is a. Yeah. 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 That's the language. That's the language of a corrupt soul. Praise God. I just been on the ground for the whole time. So did anybody hear anything I've been saying? Yes. I know I don't mean here online. That's, huh? Ah, just now. Okay. So it's not like uh... <laughs> praise God. <laughs> Amen. So, see, so you know what I'm saying? Corruption. Like they could have should have. Is it? What's that sense? Is this guy who wants to give it door to escape from what he said? <laughs> Is a guy who wants to say something and not say it at the same time. Perhaps. Uh, have you ever seen perhaps in Bible before? <laughs> kinda. Have you ever seen kinda in Bible? You either talk or you don't. Men were forthright. It's a soul thing. So this King James thing is a kind of a soul those men had. No dilly darling. No, are, you, are you saying it or not? Did it happen or did it not happen? Is this it or is that not it? But with corruption of soul, language, as we also get what. So that will tell you the language is more than just talking or communication to one another. Shatali Habaha. Mantali Karol Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. So 
so you see that the mind, God did that thing to the mind. He scattered men. But when it comes to the New Testament now, you see that thing that God scattered around the mind, God needs it to come back. It needs to come back to support the carriage of Scripture. To come back to what? Support what? The carriage of Scripture. So the reason for the giving of the Spirit and the baptism of the Spirit or filling with the Spirit is to do what? To, to bring back the different faculties of the mind which had been scattered before but are now to bring it back with a, with a particular kind of structure and manner that is safe from being what? Corrupted in a hand. So when the Holy Ghost came down in Acts chapter 2, it appeared unto them clothing tongues as a fire and all of them. And they heard a sound from heaven as a, mash, a rushing mighty one. And it filled the whole place where they were sitting. And all of that happened. And the Holy Ghost came. Praise God. And then that Holy Ghost coming, they began to speak in different tongues. But the way they were, the tongues they were speaking now, other people could hear it now. People would not say, ah, but why is your own tongues different from that one? That one, those guys were speaking Greek, Igbo, whatever, you, you are just talking some things. <laughs> why aren't you speaking language? But people don't understand that what happened in Acts is not how every single person who is filled with the Spirit should talk. That is that those guys were filled but that's one thing that happened. The other thing that happened was that the Holy Spirit was doing a sign. There are two different things that was occurring. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost filled people, then he did a sign that expresses a revelation of the point of their feeling. Do you understand what I'm, you got? You got what I'm trying to say. That as they were speaking, they were speaking. So, isn't this thing that's happening right now is for is to restore, restore back something, to show that scripturally he added a sign to it that their tongue they were speaking, people began to hear it in their own language. People who travel from all, all every place in the world were hearing their own language. And then it was a sign that the Holy Ghost did. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's sign layered upon the feeling of the Holy Spirit. So it means that the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to re restore back that thing that the unity of the language and different faculty of the soul was doing man. That's why once a person gets filled with the Spirit, you cannot be praying in tongues and it not tamper with your mind. <laughs> you see that? Hmm. So, one of the main reasons for praying in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit until you get filled. I'm praying, I'm praying. The reason for that is to create the, the environment of the mind for the optimal handling of Scripture. Optimal handling for, of Scripture. Without a spirit-filled person 
retain scripture easier than someone who is not filled with the Spirit. Someone who is not filled with the Spirit will find it hard to retain scripture. Rather, they will memorize verses. <laughs> Do you get what I'm trying to say? When you talk, you talk to two people, two people. one is a, is a memorizer of verses. The other one has scripture. Let, let them try and talk about something from the Bible. You can tell. If you are, if you are schooled in these this kind of things, you can tell. When someone, if, if I can tell if someone is filled, has expressed the feeling of the spirit, when I tell them to talk about the Bible, there's an idea you can, can use to listen. And I can almost accurately tell when someone who is not filled with the Spirit is talking about the Bible. And when someone who has experienced the feeling of the Spirit is talking about the Bible. Because one is talking from Scripture in them, in their mind, which is something that is, is a courage by the Spirit. Another one is talking about from their memory, which is verses that they had remembered from their memory. So you can see, you, are you get what I'm trying to say? It's going to be very, very, very hard, for example, for somebody who is a memorizer of scripture to handle the ministry of revelation. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Because they cannot flow with the pace of the revelation spirit. Before, the, before you, you remember that on that verse and then the other verse and try and bring you cannot, it's hard to. But ministry of revelation, it flow in through a mind that has the dynamism of scriptures. Are you getting what I'm saying? Does it make some sense? Aha. Uh -huh. So let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In all wisdom. And what? Spiritual understanding. Say, say spiritual. spiritual. So the word of Christ dwells richly in spiritual understanding. Spiritual. spiritual spiritual is of the spirit and on that say richly all wisdom all wisdom in all wisdom and in what spiritual oh thank you Lord Jesus thank you we're talking about all scripture ah, ah. praise God okay thank you Jesus oh my God Okay, so, uh, so really, actually, what I was speaking about is doctrine, doctrine, right, doctrine. So I said that doctrine is the arrangement of Scripture, is arrangement of Scripture according to the, according to the wisdom of specific oracle. Right? The, 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 uh, the sitting of Scripture, but Scripture is arranged according to, you know what oracle? Oracle means that which releases the dispensation of words. 
And so actually what oracles release is a doctrine. That's what the oracle released. So it's a soul that is has been exposed to oracles of God at different levels. You find the way scripture is in them is an arrange according to doctrine. Because the oracles of God define doctrine. Those whether it could be for milk, meat, or strong meat. But then you see in the mind of a person who has, who is a child of the, of the oracles of God, you will see the way scripture is arranging them is in portions of oracle. When you, in meat, we have its own different arrangements, different arrangement, different connections. Are you getting what I'm saying? This, the way the scriptures sit is in a connected state. That's, how, that's the difference between somebody who has been taught doctrine and someone who has not been taught doctrine. Whom shall he teach knowledge? Then who will he cause to understand doctrine? He that has been what? Wind from milk and drunk from the press. For precept will be upon precept, precept upon precept blind. It's not, let's throw all the precept in there. Let them mix each other and f- figure out something. You get what I'm saying? That's not how, because if it's not arranged, it's not doctrinal. Doctrine means the alignment of scripture accurately according to the wisdom of oracles of God. And so that's one of the reasons for all scripture is doctrine first. Now you see doctrine, then you now see reproof. Scripture is also for reproof. Doctrine, reproof. Then you see, there's no time to go in deep into all these things. Reproof, then you see correction. Then you now see instruction in righteousness. That last part, you see that last part, instruction in righteousness, that is where it is. Uh-huh. Reproof, correction, doctrine, then reproof, correction, reproof, correction, reproof, correction, reproof. What is the difference between reproof and correction? Reproof. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Okay, let's move on. But, but um, the, that part of instruction in righteousness, the instruction in righteousness is, you see, you see doctrine, then, then at the end, instruction in righteousness. You see, the instruction in righteousness is where doctrine needs to get to. Or that's what, that's what the prophet of scripture. When you start, you start getting into instruction to righteousness, be happy. You are very close to image. In that matter. You are getting close to image in that matter. Now, are you seeing, are you seeing that even when you have doctrine, you, are still, you have not still, there are still things to do. There are still... Now, that aspect of reproof and correction is talking about the war in the mind against other things that have been there. For instruction in righteousness to break out from doctrine, to make, and make doctrine not just not die, means doctrine must have made war with other things. 
in the mind. Things that the world, pollutions of thought that the world has put that is challenging the doctrine. Challenging doctrine. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, reproof, correction. In some minds, when doctrine comes, instead of doctrine correcting, what is in their mind will correct doctrine. And kill it. And such is so, once that happens, instruction in righteousness will never come. Now, example, doctrine of the, of the strong meat of the world, doctrine of everlasting life, eternal life. There are thoughts, investment of thoughts in a law in minds who devil will use to correct that doctrine. Oh, no, this is why you are lying, this thing. You get what I'm saying? If the soul is not helped, if, if one is not careful, instead of that doctrine to correct the thoughts, to reproof thoughts and to correct thoughts, to reproof thoughts and to correct. This is where people fail. This is how you can see a soul that has doctrine, who is not just letter, verse, um, memorizer, who actually has scripture. And not just only has scripture, has access to oracle, and by virtue of that, has access to doctrine. But still, is not yet being, is not being instructed in righteousness. Praise the Lord. Now, there's something about reproof and correction. There's an ingredient that makes reproof and correction happen. That if it's, if it's absent, reproof and correction. The, the, the vital element for reproof and correction is degree of meekness. If you don't have a, a requisite degree of meekness, you will correct that doctrine. And that doctrine, I mean, when, I, when you correct, it's still sitting there in doctrine. It means if, and if it's doctrine, you can teach it. That's the thing with doctrine. If a soul has doctrine, they can teach it. And they could even teach it accurately because it's, doc, it's, it's sitting as doctrine, not just scripture in there. But if without the requisite meekness, other thoughts that they have, when it comes to walking, will be correcting the doctrine. We won't let, we won't, you won't walk according to the doctrine. Rather, you, when it's time to walk, you walk uh, 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 according to other things. But when it, well, when it comes to expecting our others to walk towards you, doctrine will wake up. You can, you can clearly, like, it's like the doctrine of submission, for example. When it's time for others to submit to you, you can teach it. Why submission? Why this? You can show the scripture sound. Submission must very and those who you've taught it to will be helped. But you can do that, but not be instructed in that in righteousness. Because when it's time for you to work it, other thoughts that are higher, high things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. We begin to correct that. You begin to modify. Well, submit, yeah, but you see, you see, there are other factors in this matter. You see, the other are you getting what I'm saying? Means you are not in a place, you don't have the meekness to be corrected by doctrine. 
So it's very clear that any soul that doesn't have requisite meekness level will never be instructed in righteousness. It's instruction in righteousness that is the doing. He that was blessing what he does is he that is doing what? Righteousness. So it's only by walking according to instruction. What is that? Instruction in what? Righteousness. It's only a person who is instructed in righteousness that will receive an image inside of them. The image with that doctrine is meant to what? It's meant to cross. That's the person that will arrive at the place where the law is not just in their mind but it has been written in their heart. So every time a person is walking by being instructed by righteousness, the law is being written in their heart. It means that by writing in their heart, such a person has come into image. When you, when you understand this thing, you now begin to see, ah, this why there can be all kinds of discrepancies around this area. If, this, if someone is doing, breaking it here, some things might not be aligning. These are the things that we have to know. The people that God is raising are not anyhow. God wants, God wants to raise people that, that has his work in them. And let me tell you something. Evil spirit does not respect doctrine. They don't respect revelation. Neither do they respect scripture. They talk scripture. Satan quoted scripture to Jesus. Evil spirit don't rest. Someone you can have doctrine, and then be your your head can be a nest of spirits. They follow you around because they don't fear. They know that any that when it's time for you to to walk and be instructed, they know they can kill doctrine. They can kill the translation of doctrine into what it's been instructed in righteousness. You see, so that will not bear fruit. They have a way of rationalizing, doing. They will rationalize it one way. And, it's, and, the, and this is the danger of such people. It's not just brute obedience or no, or ignorance. Is that the rationalization will always sound a bit sound in some way if you are thinking only scripturally or just biblically. Such so we'll have every trait, every, sorry, everything but the image. Everything but the image. And the problem with not having the image is that there's another image in there. Praise God. I want us to be able to pray just a little, so I will just stop here. Um, maybe another time we can still fellowship a bit more around this, these things. I don't know if, if you are blessed a little bit. That the man of God might be what? Perfect, be perfect, truly furnished unto what? That's how God wants us to be.
and you, I want you to make up your mind that you're going to be that way. You're going to be that way. And the Lord will do it. Amen. And you will be perfect entire, lacking what? Lacking nothing. Just begin to pray now. Just pray and however, however, what, whatever the, however the message has blessed you, ministered to you, whatever quest concerning your own self that this word has raised in your heart. These are the things that you pray for. Just ask the Lord, pray, beg him. If you need to beg him, just say, Lord, if you identify any area here that you need mercy, you need help with, just, just begin, just ask the Lord. Just say, Lord, Lord, help me. Help me, 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 Lord. Marala Masuya Nakahi Praharuske. Oh, Parababano Koriarabos, Praharuska. Ekapahori Kahusk. Ekresa Paranoske. Emperor Alamasu Telikrenturiele Bosque. Emperor Paparia Kapahara Lavosanteriele Bosque. Entrance is a Telikrenpalusa Isahara Bosque. Oh, Mikarian to he. Oh, me carry into his Oh, me carry into Messiah. Oh, me carry into Messiah. Oh, me carry into Messiah. Oh, me carry into Maranamatesia. Oh, ripaze carie kapara la ba 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 me kere pa hatalavare de boske. Ekra sa 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 Papa, have mercy, Lord. 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 Have mercy. Man, tell you, have a heart.
Describe like the process coming to a point where you're being instructed in righteousness to walk. Um, it seems like it's just everything that should happen alone inside someone's heart. But the truth is that it, the way we are, it can't happen in a solitary way. Because a lot of times, for most of us, there's a lot of investment of thoughts and high things in our heart to defeat doctrine. When it comes to when instead we should be reproved, because that you see the reproof and correction, that's the bitter side of what Scripture is meant to do. The doctrine side is sweet. To be honest, even instruction in righteousness is also sweet, because by that time you have overcome the things that stop it, that should stop that 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 dealing. But the bitter, the painful side, which is where death occurs, is when reproof and correction. And most of the time, if you leave a soul independently to handle that, they will always fail because there's so, there will always be one thought that gives an excuse not to do it because of how much investment of thought. Sometimes from our own nature, our genetics, the way we are inclined to think, our environment, all kinds of things, things that have been sitting in our soul for a long time. To deal, help with reproof and correction is why the concept of submission both one to one another and to authority in the process of grappling a soul, that's why that is essential and is needed. Because a soul that is not seated, positioned properly in the right submission structure will always, the doctrine in them will always be defeated by other things. It won't be translated because there will always be something. It's difficult for a soul by yourself to be subject to reproof and correction without something else helping that process. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So when all that thoughts that's rising that wants to correct doctrine come and you begin to, there should be someone, people, other people in your life that will bring your perspective. No. Let, this is what the doctrine says. This, your other thought, is the, is the one that's not right. Let that thing be corrected. 
under being subject to correction is hard for a man to do only by himself. And it's, it's like not just hard, it's practically impossible. Because of investment of what? Darkness on the earth. That's why meekness is the key for correction. No, any soul that doesn't have meekness, I'm talking about meek attitude, will always fail that aspect of reproof. And I want us to pray particularly for that thing. That thing that if you have that thing in you, that or a kind of disposition that is against a meek, you know, meekness is like a, meekness is like a, it's a posture in the spirit. The heart will just can take that posture. When you're in that posture, you'll be okay. If you shift out of that posture, you'll find you will not be able to handle the pain of reproof and correction. I want us to ask that, that the posture of meekness that is required for our soul to prosper in the world. And the Lord will begin to furnish you our heart with it. He will just begin, you see that posture? Sometimes it's just something they will just reveal to you. Ah, this man supposed to be like this. So this is how you, sometimes you will just you will see it in others and recognize it. Why am I different? Why am I not like this one? Why don't I position like this? That is meekness. You can and it's a help of the spirit to see that thing and identify it and be rearranged internally. Just begin to pray. Just I'll give you maybe a minute. Just pray, intensify the prayer concerning this. Let let heaven respond. Mercy. Matalira tapari hedoske. Shanta pa 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 Oh, thank you. Matala Habaha. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, thank you tonight for this is help. Help coming to us. Thank you for the kind of father that you are. Paul, you want us to be, to be properly 
and fully transformed. Father, we thank you. I pray for every heart receiving this word tonight. That, Lord, let your spirit use it, Lord, as a great deliverance for us. Let his insight, Lord, become an ownership, an inheritance that we all have. Let no heart, Lord, tonight escape from the edge of the sword. It pierces us deep, and Lord, let it bring and rot the righteousness which your word intends to, to bring. Thank you, Father. We give glory. Help every heart, Lord. Strengthen every heart, Lord. Encourage every heart, Lord. Elevate every heart, Lord. Uphold every heart, Lord. Instruct every heart, Lord. Comfort every heart, Lord. Thank you, our Father. We give you all the glory. Bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.